listening to Outside In with Theatre in the Rough. My name's Becky Downing and I'll be here every Sunday during the COVID-19 lockdown bringing you a little slice of the outside world. From interviews to new writing and performances, Outside In Sunday sessions are here to bring you up to speed with all things creative, with brand new content from emerging artists and nationwide companies. Welcome to another episode of our Outside In Sunday Sessions. We've got a treat for you in store today, folks. We've got the wonderful Eleanor Randall from Temesis Theatre talking about making way for women in theatre and their latest project, Wicked Women. We've also got some brand new work from the very talented Hannah Lindo Wood. And we also have our very own Amelia Glyden, who will be tuning back in with some tips and tricks to stay positive during the COVID-19 crisis. Outside Alive, miles upon miles of forest stretches before you. Trees the height of giants, with branches as long and lean as a pianist's elegant fingers, sway in the wind like they're serenading the sky, praising the heavens up above and the earth down below for all of the goodness and support they will never cease to provide. Lakes emerge from every clearing, stretching deep and full and rounded in every direction. They punctuate the long, unwieldy sentences formed by the dense woodlands, who are teeming with thickly constructed descriptions of their lives, exciting narratives exploding with anecdotes, metaphors and meanings as each word falls into the next like dominoes, too excited to wait their turn to tell you all about the wonderful adventures the forest has in store. The beautiful sights and mystical mountains and magical caves and the history of the trees and there's just so much to share and experience and learn. Until you reach the edge of the lake. Something more breathtaking than a thousand adjectives could ever describe. The gentle ripple of the waves. A soft reflection of the sunlight peeking through the gaps in the leaves. The current pressing insistently towards the shore at a speedy and playful tempo like children, racing each other across an open field. If you listen very carefully, you can hear music emerging from the pebbles at the bottom of the water. They sing gentle hymns of tranquility and nursery rhymes which remind every weather-worn traveller of the lullabies his or her mother whispered on the day he or she was born. The icy embrace as you slip into the water sends exhilarating thrills down your spine, reminding you that you are present, you are privileged, but most of all, you are alive. Today I'm joined by none other than Eleanor Randall, the Artistic Director and Co-Founder of Temesis Theatre. Eleanor, thank you for joining us today. You're welcome. Could you tell us a little bit about the company and your background and how you began with Temesis? Yeah, we set up in 2003 and that was following doing a course which doesn't exist anymore but it was a physical theatre programme run by an organisation called Hope Street Limited in Liverpool and it was a great programme, it was like being a rep company for six months doing shows and working with amazing physical practitioners and there I met two people Kate Cave and Yorgos Karamalengos and we set up Temesis and started working straight after finishing the course. Both of those people aren't in Temesis anymore but we worked together for a number of years, especially with Yorgos. 
So was that what inspired the physical kind of work with the company and how do you create the shows that you do with Temesis? Yeah, well, doing the course really inspired me in terms of what theatre can be physically and just working with loads of amazing practitioners. So following that, yeah, we just wanted to make our own devised physical work. And the first, I think, three or four shows, we worked without a writer. So we just had ideas and themes and then worked together to explore those. And then we always worked with outside practitioners as directors. Directors. So we had our training in that way. So we just ask yeah. really amazing people like um, Malou Ariado from Pina Bausch Dance Theatre and Tanya Kabarova from Derivo. So these amazing people would come over and work with us and we'd learn so much from them and they'd help us develop and make our shows. And then it was, I think, 2000. Eight, the Everyman approached us to do some work with a group of writers and that's when we started working with writers, one of which was Chris Fittick, who yes. I've worked with ever since. <laughs> so yeah, we, we just, um, I think for me it was, we'd done shows without texts for a long time and then I originally came from working in theatre from doing a drama degree so I, mm. I was really wanted to go back to that and explore acting again, explore text and physicality and how that worked together. So yeah, the, the past, apart from this recent show, Wicked Women, I've always worked with Chris, so I've had, I've had an idea and I've gone and spoken to him about it. It's normally a theme to begin with and then we chat and we exchange a lot of emails and then <laughs> we start de- developing that theme into what could a sort of story and then doing R&D with the performers and all the creative team to explore it and then have another process where it's sort of refined again. Oh, wonderful. So could you tell us a little bit more about the work that you, you were doing this year? So it was Wicked Women. Could you talk us through the process behind that? Yes, so Wicked Women was originally a piece with our training company, which we run every year. Normally, it's been in conjunction with our festival. So it's a way of Mm. allowing a free training program for a group of people. And because we're focusing on female work, I decided to make the training company last year just all female and make a piece for the festival. So I've been really interested and I really liked all the kind of stuff that was coming up, like the Rebel Girls books and all the stuff. Oh, yeah, they're brilliant, though, aren't they? Yeah, Yeah. great. (laughs) And, And just so many stories of women that you haven't heard and unsung heroines that have done these amazing things and people not re- not written into history so I kind of thought I'd always thought it'd be good to do a show based around these figures a mixture of sort of known and unknown heroines so I worked with 14 women and they each got to choose a different female figure to represent from from history some were more modern and mm. we made a piece it was outdoors actually because the Albert Dock gave us a little commission and so we did that as part of our festival and it got a really good response people were like of all ages really enjoyed it and it was really powerful and emotional as well so I thought it would be good to kind of develop that into a professional piece which then also enabled me to give some members of the training company um, professional work so it's a really nice development and it just fitted in with with what we were doing so we were looking at carrying on some conversations around gender balance in venues across the north and the piece it's kind of it works really well as a kind of event piece because it's quite short now it's 30 minutes long can work indoor and outdoor and I added a, a a visual element working with first take so yeah it just fitted really well to have these kind of conversations around gender and then have this show which is uplifting but also shows these amazing women from history and yeah. we found this time actually it was really nice that once people had watched the show people had a lot to talk about and you know women girls of all ages were, yeah. were getting something from it so it's kind of a very it's a very simple concept but it's really nice and at the end they 
hand out business cards with each woman so you can go home and some of them are well known and some of them actually have become more well known recently so lots of people that when we started people hadn't heard of but because of that sort of rise of profiling films have been made like Harriet Tubman and uh, Anne Lister there was a program about Anne Lister so oh, yeah, it's quite yeah. interesting how it's sort of gone together with culturally what's happening yeah well obviously I mean it's always important to have female representation and um, conversations around gender and promote women's work um, yeah. in every industry but I think particularly in the arts as there are so many really talented female identifying creatives uh, why was it specifically this year so important to have such a female focused year for Tomasis? Well it's kind of been brewing for a while really we were having conversations around diversity and, and looking at our programming our past programming for Physical mm-hmm. Fest which is the festival that we run as well and I was noticing that actually the balance from our side wasn't great in terms of programming there was a lot of male-led work there was a lot of solo male shows that combined with from working in drama schools and doing a lot of workshops in schools just seeing that the clear difference still between confidence yeah. in men and women and physical confidence especially plus a few things that have been happening in people we were working with uh, lots of people were coming to us for advice and a lot of those people happened to be women so as a female-led company that's mainly run by myself and producer Claire Bigley it just felt like this is what we have to offer yeah. and so we just decided decided to just be bold and go okay let's the festival was the starting point where we offered bursaries to female artists and the training company because I mean really it has to happen with women when they're younger really in terms of gaining that confidence and then spreading that so yeah we started with the festival and there's other initiatives that we've started which one of which is Mothers Who Make which is it's not our initiative it's improbable it's a national initiative but Mm. we started the Liverpool based of Mothers Who Make which has been really great so yeah it just kind of felt like this is something that we we can offer and really focus on and And I think it's really interesting physically as well because we've had a lot of conversations with school groups that have come to see Wicked Women and I mean it's kind of like mind-blowing how what they say young women and the the problems that they're still facing in lots of different areas. So it's nice to be able to make a little bit of a difference in that way and then also in terms of artists coming up or not actually or established artists because I think it's difficult for for women in terms of when they maybe decide to have children and carrying Mm. on their their career so it's like important to offer sort of opportunities for artists at at all stages I think. I loved what you said about women and the body and actually there is such a it really struck a chord with me and that resonance about how women feel free or rather don't feel so free to kind of express themselves as physically because you know it is a societal thing isn't it where you're you're taught from a very young age even in terms of the playground like how to play and so much of like creating that physical work is through that play and that freedom and that kind of ability to feel comfortable in your own skin I suppose and and not feel sort of watched in that way sounds ironic because it you know often it's like performances wise um you are being watched you do have an audience but uh, I'm not sure what the specific word is for it but to feel like you're under a gaze or you're under some kind of judgment I suppose yeah and it's interesting talking to the the young girls who are doing drama who came to see the show and they do drama in in skirts (laughs) it's like how can they (laughs) be physically as free they just can't be so, it's, um, it's it's silly isn't it there's still a lot of schools that um actually the uniform is explicitly still skirts for girls trousers for boys yeah. and there's kind of no wiggle room in between that's still something that exists within our society which is just crazy yeah just insane and- also when I've been auditioning for Temesis in the past and looking for work with some fantastic female performers for a number of years 
we're looking for women who can be that free and playful and be disgusting and be transformative and be but and be beautiful be whatever they want mm. I, I did always find that I'm, I'm sure there are lots of women who can be like that out there but it, it was it wasn't so balanced and that I'm sure is confidence so that kind of frustrated me as well so yeah. I kind of thought it was interesting because the, the the audition for for Wicked Women for the training company was because it was all female was massively different to what I'd seen before where I've been a bit like come on girls come on yeah like, <laughs> you know like the the energy and confidence was sometimes not with everyone but but markedly different as it is sometimes when I see the first years in drama school and it, it's not because of talent for sure so it's <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, and and physicality, like you say, it's so about how you feel about yourself or how you're being watched or how you you feel you should be as a woman, and that's what I think is interesting about physical work in general is you sort of go beneath the surface and you see people's insides yeah <laughs> and, and and that's why I think it's it's powerful as well and for, for women watching Wicked Women to see 10 really different looking women different cultural backgrounds being absolutely free to be all these different things yeah and to take up um, that space as well as a project that has been championed by Temesis and stuff as well is really important to feel a part of that I'm, I'm sure um could you tell us a little bit about any upcoming projects or any work that you're planning after Wicked Women that is you know during COVID-19 or post that and how you're sort of working through that at the moment yeah so we've been running this creative development course for women which was due to end in May with lots of events curated by the women and obviously we can't do those events now so we we, we decided mm. to just continue the, the course and continue that dialogue with these we've got 20 young women on that course so we're continuing that and and talking to them about um, how we can support them and then hopefully when we come back in whenever <laughs> in the real world we'll be looking at uh, co-creating stuff with these women and sort of sending them on their way as as sort of new artists in the world and that's been really nice actually and it's a really nice sort mm. of support for them and yeah just kind of thinking at the moment about are there any projects we can do especially female focused projects we're looking at a project with with five different female writers that hopefully will happen mm-hmm. and yeah I, th- I think sort of just being careful about not just going right okay let's just do lots of online stuff because yeah. obviously that, that's what's happening at the moment which in, in one way is brilliant but also there's a kind of like pressure to suddenly change the way you work I guess. Yeah. yeah so I think I mean also using the time to think about um, we've got the festival next year luckily in a way we went biannual so we wouldn't have had one in June so we haven't had to cancel the festival but it'd be quite exciting to come back hopefully next June with physical fest 2021 so i'm thinking about that at the moment yeah have that kind of resurgence of (laughs) of energy and and movement yeah yeah exactly yeah so just in in i mean financially obviously it's difficult as a a non-npo company Mm. in terms of surviving so looking at that at the moment and what what support we can get from the various funding options that are are out there to support this time but i mean there's there's one nice thing about it which is that you sort of slow down and you find moments where you're not in that busy kind of crazy life and (laughs) moments to reflect and and think of ideas at the same time as projects that we would have done Uh, this summer have already been cancelled so we had a project with a drama school in London which was really exciting which has been cancelled so yeah I guess it's the same Mm. for everyone really isn't it it's kind of a chance to 
reflect but also it is a worrying time financially yeah absolutely I, I was actually um in conversation with a, uh, somebody else uh, interviewing uh, Anthony Stewart Hicks um he was talking about his company uh, potentially going into uh, liquidation and there's just so many people I mean my myself and my sister were uh, creatives um she was due to be performing in Turkey at the moment actually and um obviously that's not happening lots of things have kind of come up that have suddenly you know disappeared off the face of the earth <laughs> while everyone tries yeah. to reboot but I mean the only the only good thing that I would say potentially has come out of it is that th- there is like a really strong presence of community with people really wanting to access the arts and to access that feeling of creativity and when we are as isolated as we are especially you know under these circumstances it can be an outlet to try and I suppose create or connect or yeah I don't know it it, it swings around about really at this point in time isn't it <laughs> yeah exactly yeah but yeah like you say that I think the thing about connection is really interesting right and the connection is not not physical <laughs> yeah yeah especially you know for you guys with Temesis everything is so physical and so about storytelling and such a part of the work and everything that you guys are creating I'm, I'm imagining will be very much in the room with those people and those specific abilities and as that ensemble performance so yeah um I mean I can't wait to have you back in the world <laughs> <laughs> yeah I was just yeah. thinking today actually how I wonder what when people are able to be physical again I suppose I'm thinking of like groups of people like like when you're working on a show and ensemble but you know if that if that will change the nature of that will change because it's you know with people worrying about about health and and, and spreading yeah. the things but yeah it's like it does make it all the more sort of <laughs> prominent and relevant Um, yeah absolutely I mean that's so interesting what you say about it potentially changing because of everything that's happened because of this social distancing and the severity of of the change even in everyday life like I live in with my family at the moment and stuff and you're you're kind of like you know should I give you a hug and you know even conversations with people I mean it's I, I don't know the last time that I had a full conversation with somebody that I wasn't living with and the time kind of feels so um changeable day to day uh, I mean I don't know if you ever feel like that but I'm I always struggle to kind of know what day it is um <laughs> yeah <laughs> it is one of those isn't it, it when it, what what are those face-to-face interactions gonna look like you know are we gonna be more wary or, or are we gonna go the opposite way potentially <laughs> yeah. yeah it's I mean it's just such it's so surreal isn't it (laughs) but at the same time you know there's a not lack of physical connection I think I've connected with people either either via the internet or the phone more than I have previously Mm. and and also space there's space to do that you know like quite often if somebody rang me I'd be like oh god I've got a phone in the back and I haven't got enough time Mm. you know it's a social thing so it kind of makes you sort of realize who and and what is important um yeah I think as well absolutely and and what you say about actually having the time to have those conversations and reach out to people who ordinarily you might be too busy to take a call from you know you might not be able to keep up that dialogue because you're far away or because you're working and it it does kind of make you question doesn't it that sort of pace at which we have been living at (laughs) but yeah Uh, well if you could send a message speaking of connections uh, to any of our (laughs) to our listeners from yourself and Temesis what would it be um, well I think just don't put too much pressure on yourself I think there's a lot of pressure to be creative to produce and and also you can produce if you want to I think like do what makes you feel good you know if you 
take this time and do something really creative that you've always wanted to do, do it. If you just want to watch Netflix, do that. And the most important thing, I think, is caring for your loved ones, you know, especially people who are on their own. You know, just that contact is, is really, really vital for them, I think. So, yeah, <laughs> that's what I would say. <laughs> no, I think that's a really valuable piece of advice. Um, there's so many um, videos, I don't know if you've seen them going around, of people baking their own bread. And it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true um I think it was Eleanor Roosevelt or some uh, I think so uh, said about comparison being the thief of joy it's so true I've never made my own bread and I, I don't know <laughs> that I'm going to use this time to do it and yeah I think that's really important what you say about you know going at your pace and using the time how you want to and stuff and not feeling that pressure that's lovely yeah because it's like um you know I just see I mean I'm, I'm looking like continuously online which is, I'm driving myself mad with it on social media yeah but then it's like somebody posts like, this is not the time to be creative. And people go, oh, no, it's not. And then somebody posts like, hey, let's be creative. It's like, actually, just do what you want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Absolutely. really like kind of people kind of being a little bit self-righteous about things. Where it's like, you know, everybody can actually do what they feel is is right at this time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Also, it, it's different for different places in the world as well and, and different people's circumstances, you know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, one person might have the privilege of uh, having the resources to be creative and make things and, and another person just might not. So, you know, you've got to take that into account as well. It's, it's an ever-changing time, really, isn't it? Oh, well, thank you so much for coming on to speak with us today, Alan honestly it's been lovely to have you you're welcome thank you so much <laughs> for your time and take care as well Temesis Theatre are an award-winning company who create share and develop extraordinary physical theatre through touring participation and an international festival physical fest since 2003 the company has performed across the uk and internationally winning the award for best choreography for wolf red in 2016 at the united solo festival new york if you'd like to find out more about Temesis Theatre and how to get involved in what they're doing, please visit the website temesistheatre.com. Two old oak trees. One of the things I hate about this world is that it's etched with divisions. North and south, east and west, rich and poor, old and young, the list of opposites just goes on and on and on and on and on. A river cuts the Hungarian capital down the middle and creates two towns. The rich Buddha castles and palaces and Turkish baths and the pests, full of alleyways and outcasts and ruin bars. But despite their differences, they are still one city, together, joined by bridges of liberty and promises of mutual care. Across the land in Poland, another tall castle tower reminds us that we are guardians of each other, watching over our brothers and sisters from afar and embracing our friends within walls of protection. When two different sides fight together, win together or lose together, they hold tightly to one another, like the branches and leaves of two trees, inseparably embracing they support each other as they climb their different pathways towards the sky, like two eternal oak trees from the same tangle of crisscrossed roots, seeded by the same sower's hand. One of the things I love about this world is its unity. Everywhere you go, you see sky and earth, sun and moon, water and land, trees and flowers with different textures, but the same flavour and beneath them the same roots, tying them firmly down into the same brown earth. When two nations suffer the same pain, 
They create a bond of unity that cannot be broken. Lines of shoes on a river bank remember what the remains of camps and prisons won't let us forget. But we always have a friend, they say. We're never alone. If you look very closely at the branches of a Polish or a Hungarian oak tree, you will see a hand reaching out in solidarity to his friend across the lands, his arm forming a bridge through the skies, a greeting or a gesture of affection, but never a goodbye. Hannah Lindowood is an actor, writer and musician currently training at East 15 Acting School in Southend, but originally from a small village in South Wales. She loves to tell stories, whether through theatre, music or writing, and published her debut novel, Whatever You Do, Don't Cry, in 2018. She is also passionate about social and global justice and using the arts to give something back to the people and the world around her. Outside In is a two-part non-profit project that aims to battle loneliness and boredom in isolation and share uplifting and inspirational creative material from various artists and theatre companies with the theme of bringing the outside in. If you or anyone you know would like to contribute to our longer-form weekly podcast which will aim to promote and share the work of creatives during these uncertain times, please don't hesitate to get in touch via email at info at theatreintherough.com with your name and details of what you'd like to contribute. Hola, bonjour, guten tag, hello and yo. You are listening to Amelia Glyden on Outside In. This is the part of the show where I'm going to talk to you about what I do to stay positive through these weeks of isolation. Hello everyone, happy week three quarantine. I hope you're all staying fabulous and positive and I hope you're enjoying the sun as much as I am and doing the proper British thing of getting as much pale skin out as possible. I'm absolutely thoroughly enjoying it I've got to say. This week's episode I'm going to share something that's really helped me turn stuff around this week when I feel like it's getting just that little bit harder. I'd love to hear any feedback you can find me on Instagram or let Becky know how you're getting on. So I wanna start off by saying, I feel like life is calling on us to move into a place of wisdom and resilience. This crisis is forcing us to sit within our emotions. And for me, it's really guiding me to revisit some that I've tucked away. And I'm seeing this as a positive thing because it's preparing me mentally for challenges that I might face later on in life. Like, I feel like it's teaching me self-motivation. It's showing me actually who I can lean on and brings me light in this time. And there's some part of me that feels like it's preparing me for loneliness, whether that ever comes up in my life or not. I want to share this beautiful technique that I've heard and worked on this week. It's very simple. It's just to sit within your sadness or a sense of loss that you might be feeling or even loneliness. Almost give it an age. Think about where it first came from. Was it when you felt lonely at the age of seven in primary school or did it hit when you first left home? But I want you to acknowledge this feeling. Talk to it. 
and see where did it change or where did it grow in your life. Give it a voice just for a few moments and really make it a friend of yours. Listen, because we all have these emotions, every different kind of emotion, we all feel it. But it's about integrating those emotions and becoming whole. And that is a whole with a W, not just an H. I don't want everyone to become a giant black hole. (laughs) That is a crucial point. Let yourself find the comfort in the discomfort. Make it your safe place to grow. My last takeaway for this week is when you're on your own in a peaceful state, place both hands on your heart. Give it a soft rub. Give back the love and the energy that it gives out to so many people. I like to think of it as your teammates. And I know that you're probably both working double time at the moment just to keep on going. So let yourself have that moment to thank it, love it, and in tune with last week's episode, smile together. Give it a go. It's brought up a lot of emotions for me and I'm really thankful for that. Now, that's a bit deeper than I normally have gone, but I feel like we've hit the three-week mark. And for people, lots of you will be looking back on what have I done. But for me, that's the wrong question. Instead, we need to be looking forward and preparing ourselves for the next chapter. I'm really excited for you all to give this a go. Trust yourself, because I know you can do it. That's it for me this week. I hope that you have a little something to take away with you. Even if you're not ready to do it this week, have it in the back of your mind and know that it's always there. Negativity is just a mindset and we are all strong enough to change that. We can be positive throughout this craziness in this world. We're all going through it and we just need to support each other. I'll be back next week with more positive vibes. Peace out. That's just about all we've got time for this week on our Outside In Sunday sessions. We'd just like to say a massive thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in and, of course, to everybody involved in the creation of this particular episode. Don't forget to tune in next week where we've got a special treat in store for you. We're going to be interviewing the marvellous Alan Lane from Slunglow Theatre Company in Leeds. Of course, playing you some brand new original pieces of work. And finally revisiting with our wonderful Amelia Glyden who will be tuning in to give us some brand new tips and tricks on how to stay positive during the COVID-19 crisis. Take care and see you next week.